0: about verbal vomiting. I know, isn't that quite the visual? And I really struggled with, is this a word or is phrase that I should be using? And it's so funny that I even asked that word should be using because that's a judgment word. But really, is this in line with who I am and with my show? But every time I try to use other words or I think, the verbal vomiting is just Good, because it gives us a visual, and I'm going to talk about that in this mini so today, about verbal vomiting. So bear with me, and I know it sounds kind of gross, but when I use this as a tool with my clients, they get it. So this idea about verbal vomiting, for those of us who are verbal processors, and yes, I am a verbal processor. I know, surprise, surprise, here I'm on the show, but we need to be able to rumble with all the stuff that's going on inside. We, we have these stories and to be able to unpack it. And for me, I just know sometimes like I just need to take down all the barriers, take down all the walls and let it out. I feel so much better when I do it that way. And so verbal vomiting is this place of throwing up. Now, here's the the deal, and this is why I call it vomit. Because when you throw up, or at least when I do, or my kids do, or my husband, you know, we try to throw up either in a bowl, in the toilet, a sink, or, you know, worst case scenario, you open up the door and you throw up outside so that you can hose down the concrete. You don't want to throw up on the carpet right? Because that is a pain to clean up. So you really, where you throw up that container is really, really important. Same thing when you verbal vomit, it's important to have a container. And remember, I've talked about in the other minisode, boundaries are containers of safety. When we throw up, when we verbal vomit, you want to vomit in a container of safety. We don't want to throw up on somebody else. We want to throw up in the space. So, if somebody's holding space for us, really they're holding a bowl, or another visual could be maybe they're holding your hair back. I have long hair. They're holding my hair back as they throw up into the toilet. And you never hear somebody who may be supporting you, right, with tons of empathy as you're throwing up. Oh, you shouldn't be throwing up. This shouldn't be happening because it's happening. That's arguing with reality. But how often? When you may be crying or feeling a certain way, maybe feel shame, feel like you're not enough and they look at you and say, you shouldn't be feeling this way. Can't you see who you are? They're not allowing us to feel our feelings. They're not allowing us to own our stories. These crazy stories sometimes that we have in our head. And again, this is why I keep going back to verbal vomit. It's not a beautiful thing. Kind of makes your head spin when you talk about it, but when we verbally vomit, we vomit into a container. And that's so important. And then the person that is there on our support team, the person who's earned the right to hear our stories, they're the ones that's holding this container or the ones that are rubbing our backs as they hold our hair back so that we don't get it in our hair or maybe on our clothes. They're holding space for us. And that's important so that you have a container where somebody is there on your team helping you and going through your struggle. Once you throw up, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I do when I throw up is I like to look at it. What's in there? And then I start thinking, what did I eat that caused this to happen? Or am I sick? And I get reflective, right? Those are reflective types of questions. And that's again, why the container is so important. Because when we are just gossiping or story fondling, we're going round and round and round with our stories, but we're not looking at it. We're not stopping. We're just telling a story. And that's when I talk about how you built a campfire, pitched a tent, and then you invite a ton of people. And I had this revolving door of people that would go in and out while I just sat there and I story fondled or I gossiped. Okay. When you verbally vomit, you're going to look into it going, okay, what what caused this? Why am I feeling this way? And really unpack it. So when we verbally vomit, it's a place to unpack the stories in our head and to be able to rumble with it. And we must get it out. Like, I don't know about you, but when I've tried not to say those things or think those things and push it down, it was like a volcano inside of me that was ready to rumble out and burst. But when I allow myself and give myself permission to let it come out to verbally vomit with the idea that I'm going to unpack it and look through it and then get to my truth. Then I feel better and I can move through it. I can move through the shame storms. I can move through the anger. I can look at okay, what what do I own in this and what do I need to go back and circle back to and apologize for or look at how I can do it better next time. versus when I'm gossiping or uh, story fondling, I feel dirty afterwards, right? I want to run away because the shame storm's have grown even more like Corinne. Really? You should know better to, than that. You Look at you doing this. You've really stooped so low and the judger comes out even bigger. And then that's how I stay stuck. And that's why I believe it's important to have a process to verbally vomit. For some people, writing, they need to write and Anne Lamont calls it a shitty first draft. Every good writer has a shitty first draft. So if you're a writer, maybe that's your process. What I've learned about myself is that when I can get on the phone or talk with somebody and I'm, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, it, it comes out fast. Watch out. And as I'm talking through it, I catch it. I'm like, oh, listen to what I just said. It's like how I when I opened the show and I had that should in there, I catch that and go, oh, that's me judging. I don't do well with that. Or, oh, here is where that I'm creating pain in my own story. And I don't need somebody to come in and fix it. I don't need somebody to say, stop throwing up. I just need somebody to hold that bowl so that I can throw up or rub my back as I'm going through this process. And that is why I still love the phrase verbally vomit. (laughs) It is just such a great visual about the process that we have to go through to unpack. Part of verbal vomiting is having a container for it to go into and saying, hey, look, right now there's all this stuff in my head that I'm trying to figure out and I need to let it out. And I'm not trying to blame anybody or make myself better than somebody else. It's just here is how I am triggered and here are the stories in my head and what I'm making it mean. And I need to get it out so that I can process this or I can even get to my own truth. So I invite you, if you try this process, make sure that you have a container to throw up in, to vomit in, um, because that's important. Just like you wouldn't throw up just hopefully on your carpet or on somebody else, you would have a container for it. When you do your verbal processing, make sure you have a container. Also, make sure that the person there on the other end of the container is somebody who's earned the right to hear your story. Oftentimes, I'll get on the phone with a client and they'll say, okay, I'm ready to go. And they just start to verbally vomit because they know that's their process and that's the relationship that we've created between the two of us. So n- remember, give yourself permission to verbally vomit, trust it out. Make sure there's a container for it, A defined space, time, who it's, who's going to be there with you. And if you don't have anybody right there with you, it's okay to do it with yourself. You can talk to yourself. I process a lot myself and know that what is this that I need to rumble with? What's going on? What are the crappy stories in my head? And pay attention to it. And then also knowing who is the person that can help me process this. That's verbal vomit. That's why I'm keeping it. So when you hear me talk about it on the show, you know why now. And Let me know how it goes as you practice your own verbal vomit. All right. So now that we've worked on this verbal vomit thing, if you're interested to find out the three things that get in your way of creating the life that you want, I've created this audio series, a PDF that will tell you the three things and an audio series where you can practice creating an authentic and wholehearted life. And you can go to my website at www.howshereallydoesit.com And sign up for the Daring Way intro. You'll see it on the left-hand side. And sign up for that. And you'll get an audio series. There will be 10 emails that will come daily. So don't get overwhelmed. They'll come daily. And they'll have an audio clip in each of those emails that are about 5 to 10 minutes in length. And each of them has a guidepost for you to practice so you can create your own authentic and wholehearted life. Thanks so much for listening today. And I'm smiling big for you. On a lake. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild